The Jaguars have not won a football game since week one of the season. Oh, it feels like a long time ago that Doug Rome was able to talk about a win as the Jaguars get ready to take on the Browns this Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Welcome to Jaguars Drive Time on a Wednesday morning with Brian Sexton and John Osier. And before we get into big things, guys, let's show this breaking news that is just a report as of now from yesterday. Tom Pelissero tweeting out that the Jaguars entire defensive staff is dealing with COVID troubles. And as of yesterday, they did not work inside of the building. Now we're gonna hear from head coach Doug Marone at 9 a.m. this morning live. So we're gonna hear more about this, whether this is just a rumor or it is actually news and the Jaguars have to deal with this. But Brian, if this is true and Doug Marone does talk about it, this is something sadly most teams have had to deal with. The Jaguars as a whole, as well, the coaching staff really haven't had to deal with this so far this season, but it's kind of just the norm as of now. Well, just take it outside of football for a moment, Ashlyn. Um, I'll give you an example here. Uh, we had a kid, you know, you have groups of friends and, and they all run together. And, you know, two weeks ago, one of them tested positive. So they were all set aside and they all went through the testing. And yesterday was the first day they were able to get back together, right? And they're playing basketball and they're having fun. And then they find out someone else's brother tests positive. And so now they're all separated again. I mean, it's just... It's the reality of the world that we're in, let alone football right now. Football just has this onus to try to get all these games in because there's no more bye weeks. But all of us are dealing with this virus lingering around the edges. And especially with Thanksgiving tomorrow, uh, at some point you just want to throw your hands up and say enough already. Right, John, and we thought we, we had all the COVID protocols figured out, and then the NFL released a bunch of new intensive protocols yesterday trying to mask this for at least six more weeks as we try to get through this NFL season. We we're trying to get through the season, and with six uh, weeks to go, they're close. But now, obviously, the weather is making it more likely, and you're seeing things increase. You know, I think the NFL has done a great job so far of, of getting these things in. Uh, you know, it, it, the intensive protocols, I thought that at some point they were going to have to do that where it was league-wide to get some sort of a level playing field on the front. Uh, so mm -hmm. I would still not be surprised if at the end of this, it, this won't affect the Jaguars. I still wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at some sort of even more intense uh, maybe a bubble for the postseason. I haven't heard that from the inside. It, it just seems like that would still be an option, but we'll see. Right. John, we will it, see, and we will you, see. You bring that up, around. and you're exactly right that they're at that point right now. As I just, you know, said with the example out here, um, you know, it just seems like no matter which way you turn, you're touching it. And the only way I think they get 
untouched to the playoffs and to the Super Bowl and play every game is if they do when they get down to, what, eight, is it seven teams, maybe eight, depending on if there's games lost. Um, they're they're going to have mm-hmm. to put them in a bubble because this thing, especially with the holidays, is just going to linger around. Right. And you well, want to finish it because you've come this far. to do it in the postseason because there's fewer teams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's much more viable to do it in the postseason. And, and, and look, the reason that I wanted to touch on this off the top a little bit more, Ashley, than we normally do is because I think that in Jacksonville in the spring, you know, we saw cases, but I, I personally didn't, it didn't see it around me. I didn't, I didn't have people that I knew that were, you know, directly affected. I mean, Baselli was the only one. Uh, and now everywhere you turn, it's popping up. So this is only, you see the Ravens story this morning about how many players they've got sitting out and they're going to Pittsburgh for a game tomorrow. I mean, it's, yeah. this thing is only going to get more and more intense as we go between now and then, and especially with Thanksgiving and people getting together because they will get together no matter what any governor says. Um, it, 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 this is going to become more and more part of the storyline between now and the end of the season. It is. It is the storyline of football, and therefore we have to talk about it and see what Doug Marone has to say at 9 o'clock about the Jaguars' defensive staff and the COVID troubles that are reported. So let's get into big things. Big thing one is decision day. There is another reason that this Doug Marone press conference is very important, and you want to tune in at 9 o'clock, and that is because he is most likely going to name a starting quarterback. Will it be Mike Glennon, Gardner Minshew, Jake Luton? As of now, we do not know. All three definitely have options, but... The biggest thing is, is Gardner Minshew healthy? And that's going to be a big factor in that decision. I, I, I got to see him throw. You know, I see him throw a little bit. I want to see him, you know, throw a whole thing. I'll probably have a better feel for it. The trainers and everyone and Gardner said he feels good. I mean, he feels 100%. But, um, you know, I just want to make sure that myself, Ben, and Jay are able to see it and watch it before, you know, trainer's evaluation of someone throwing. You know, it's a little bit different, I think, than, you know, a coach's evaluation. We shall see what Doug Marone decides who will be the starting quarterback this Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. All right, big thing number two sticking with the Browns is the 28th attempt. The Browns have started 28 different quarterbacks since 1999. Looks like they might have finally gotten their guy and are now contending in the AFC. So can this be a lesson for the Jaguars when you see a guy like Baker Mayfield on the field for the Browns. And big thing three sticking with the Browns is a big day for Joe Schobert. The Browns historically are known for their running game. They always have been going back to the 1980s, but never has a Browns team compared to that era since now. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt are dominant, and Joe Schobert is in for a big day stopping that dynamic duo in. John, the Browns is definitely something we talked about a lot, especially last year going into training camp. They were the hot, flashy team on the cover of ESPN, but now it kind of seems like they've gotten back to the basics, gotten back to their running game, and they don't really have the stigma that they had last season, but it's definitely working for them this year. Yeah, well, last year's hype certainly turned into a stigma at some point during the season. It didn't surprise me. Off-season hot team is usually not in-season hot team. The Browns changed coaches, first of all. Uh, my understanding is this coaching staff that the Browns have is doing a great job of sticking to what they are. They know they're a running team. They know that that's how they win games. Something else interesting I learned talking about the Browns this week, they aren't a great defense, 
They are a team that got by with a lot of takeaways. They sort of went into a slump on that. They got takeaways against the Eagles last week. They feel like a team to me that if, if the Jaguars were playing better, this feels like a winning team that you could get because they are a good team. They haven't quite established themselves as a great team yet. They're on their way to that. They have big games against Pittsburgh and Baltimore later, which I think that franchise feels like it's going to be their litmus test. But, uh, you know, if the Jaguars play well, this is not quite Green Bay and Pittsburgh in terms of heavy lift. Jaguars mm-hmm. stopping the run well. Maybe they can get something done there. I can't pick them, but we'll see. We will see. And, Brian, the biggest question is who is going to play quarterback on Sunday. And I think about it and I go back and forth because you see advantages with all of these guys. But the biggest thing is the question of Gardner Minshew's health. And Doug Marone has said many times he's not putting him out there unless he is 110% ready. And you can't blame him. If I say anything, then we're going to ruin the C block. So I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Fair enough. We'll be talking much more about the quarterbacks. That was Brian's best segment Deep tees. <laughs> Jack's drive time. All right, let's talk about the running backs for the Browns. It's going to be a big day for Joe Schobert. And, Brian, we've seen Joe Schobert have some great games, but this might be his biggest test of the season is, is stopping two running backs like the Browns have. You know, uh, and, and John can go back to the 80s with me, uh, but when Marty Schottenheimer was the coach and they played in the old mistake by the lake on that soggy turf, uh, Ernest Feiner and uh, Kevin Mack were a dominant duo. They're one of only six duos in NFL history to have a thousand yards uh, in the same season. They were powerful. This kind of feels the same way. I mean, Kareem Hunt's been a star. Uh, Before his obvious and uh, well-publicized indiscretion that got him cut by Kansas City, I mean, he was a huge part of what they did uh, in KC. And then, I mean, we're seeing Nick Chubb. We saw him in the Southeastern Conference play for Georgia. I mean, you've got power, you've got speed, you've got everything. And if the Jaguars, the Browns are going to line up and they're going to say, stop us, right? I mean, it's not going to be, hey, we're going right here on two, see if you can stop us, kind of obvious, but it's, it's not far <laughs> from that. You better be able to stop the run. And you would expect that Joe Schobert has some inclination of how they like to run, though there is a new coaching staff. But he has an idea of, of what these guys do and how well they do it. Um, I mean, this is old school AFC Central football. Line up and let's see who is the, uh, the better man. It's, if, you, if you can't stop them, they're not going to stop running. Almost five yards per carry, why would you? No, it definitely makes sense. And it shows why these linebackers are in for a big day on Sunday, regardless of the game plan against the Cleveland Browns. When we come back, like Brian Sexton, just tease. We look at these quarterbacks, all three of them, pros and cons. What will Doug Marone decide? We're going to talk about it next here on Jags Drive Time. With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts, both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com 
DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization. That's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Jack's Drive Time is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. By Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health. Changing healthcare for good. Fair and fair reminds you to continue to wear a mask. Help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Fair and fair protecting you and your family since 1979. Back on Jags Drag Time, Wednesday morning, brought to you by the Duval Motor Company here on Thanksgiving Eve. And we're looking at three quarterbacks, not something you... You exactly want to be doing in the middle of the season, but it has been a roller coaster for this quarterback position for the Jaguars this year. So we have three candidates, Gardner Minshew, Jake Luton, Mike Glennon. We're not sure what Doug Marone is going to decide of who will be the starting quarterback Sunday against the Browns. We're going to go one by one and have some pros and some cons because they are all three very different quarterbacks. So let us start, fellas, with Gardner Minshew, a, a guy that we think we know pretty well as of now and have a pretty good sample size of. The pros is obviously he has the big arm, the team buys in, he has the mobility, and that's the biggest thing that stands out with Gardner Minshew with these three is he is the most mobile. The con, and the biggest con, Brian, is the health, question mark. You can list all the other cons, but that's the biggest thing is you don't know where his health is right now. Well, I think the biggest con is that he doesn't have the big arm, you know, that he's not the guy who's going to stand in the pocket and rifle the ball uh, like Luton did in Green Bay through traffic to Elon Cole. You know, that's the biggest knock on him. He would have been drafted higher, I think, if like Baker Mayfield, despite the compact frame, he had the absolute cannon for the arm. Uh, You're right about the health. Uh, If you have a thumb on your passing hand, your arm strength is possibly lessened because you can't grip the ball and drive it to any degree. Uh, so that is a con for him. You know, the pro is, is that if your defense can keep you in it, if they can stop the run, I mean, this is the guy that runs around and, and makes the dramatic plays. He'd be more fun to watch um, in all likelihood. And he might give you that hard-stopping, come-from-behind, you know, like in Denver last year kind of win. Um, there's no denying that when Minshew Magic is rolling, Uh, He is fun to watch, and we saw a bunch of it in the second half in Nashville. The problem is it disappeared, evaporated at that point, and uh, we never saw it again. It's very true, and John, this is a guy that you talk to national reporters, like, for example, talking to Charles Davis last week for the podcast, and he was saying, you know, this is a guy that 
everyone wants to root for and there's something about him that you want to see him back on the field but when Minshew Magic isn't there it's kind of hard to argue that when is that going to come back no one knows yeah I mean it we had the magic last year there was magic for a couple of games this year but within that magic even last year let's not forget there were a lot of games where it looked like this year he's been inconsistent up and down you mentioned Shalyn you root for him. I would like nothing more than for him to be the guy or to have been the guy in terms of this way. And, and I don't think he is, unfortunately. So in terms of this year, the biggest graphic or the biggest thing off that graphic was clearly health. <laughs> Everything in Doug Marone's tone this week said that he's not going to Jake Luton, meaning when he was talking about this issue on Monday, he was talking about Gardner's thumb and he's got to see whether or not that's going to be a, a thing. I think you said at the top of the, so, uh, the show, Slint, no way does Doug put Minshew out there if he even has a remote doubt about that thumb. Uh, so I think that's going to be the key trigger in this decision today. Or that was made yesterday that he'll probably announce today. Mm -hmm. Yes, Doug Marone did mention that he's watched Gardner Minshew throw at some point this week, so I'm sure he now knows and has made a decision, and we'll see at 9 o'clock what he decides. And we mentioned Jake Luton, and definitely from the tone of voice, it doesn't seem like Doug Marone is going to go that direction, but there is pros and cons with Jake Luton that we now have seen the past three games. The pro is by far the biggest arm out of these three. He wowed us during training camp, and the biggest question is, would it translate to the game field? And at times it did, but the con, Brian, the glaring, glaring con is the inaccuracy and kind of at times just a complete fastball, no touch to the ball. Well, he's a rookie, obviously, with no preseason to, to hone his craft whatsoever. And um, that is a con. Here's the, here's the real reason why I wouldn't go with him this week. And it became apparent last Sunday against the Steelers. There are so many young players out there on the field that the Jaguars need to see improve, right? Receivers, offensive linemen, defensive backs. They need a quarterback they can count on to get the team into the game plan and execute. Otherwise, these young guys, they can't lean on Jake Luton like they could a more veteran quarterback. They're not getting an accurate idea of where they're at. These guys aren't necessarily able to improve to the point where you can count on them next year if the quarterback is struggling as mightily as he is. Um, if you're going to have any chance to win in the final six weeks, and if you're a fan that doesn't want to win, I get it, but the coach wants to win. And so th the smart decision is to say, all right, we had a couple weeks with him, put him to the side, and let's get someone in there that can help young players do their job. Right, and that is the biggest glaring thing, John, is if you were looking forward and you were not in such a pressure to win now, I think Jake Luton is your best option because you want to see what's there. Like As of right now, three games isn't a lot of sample size to see if Jake Luton can maybe be on your roster next season, even if you do draft a quarterback. But Doug Rohn obviously is in win-now mode, and I'm sure he's going to say we want the quarterback that gives us the best chance to win. Well, he is, and I think the biggest negative that's not on the graphic is it's tough for a coach to roll a guy back out there who looked for a while on Sunday as lost as Jake Luton did uh, with a, a, as Tom Coffin would call it, a callous disregard for the ball. And uh, Brian can remember that phrase as well. Um, you know, I do. 
I personally would like to see Luton for one more game because I would like to see if the, if the next game confirms Steelers, which you see a couple of throws that are just way over and out of whack, and it, then you say, okay, this kid's not ready yet. Steelers are really, really good. I think the Browns' defense is as good. Um, you know, I don't think necessarily that that game was a true test of everything he can be against just okay defenses, uh, but I agree with Brian. For the most part, what this coaching staff wants they want the guy that they feel like gives them the best chance to win right now. Uh, if Minshew's thumbs hurt, then maybe that is the better. And finally, the last guy is Mike Glennon, and I will admit making this graphic, I didn't have much to put on there because we don't know a lot about Mike Glennon. The biggest pro, obviously, is his experience. He's a veteran quarterback who has been here and done that. The con is that we haven't seen him in game action at least here in Jacksonville. And Brian, this was a guy in training camp. There were some throws he made that you said, wow, but as a whole, he wasn't the guy that we were talking about every day, but he does have the game experience that Jake Luton doesn't have. Well, as, as an NFL quarterback, he's not spectacular. I mean, he looks the part, he's got the big body, he's almost six foot seven, and he certainly has uh, an NFL caliber arm, but in places like Chicago and Tampa where he's been, he's never been able to claim the job. So. Here's what he is. He's the guy who gets you lined up. He's the guy that makes sure that the protection scheme is right, uh, that the rookie receiver knows where they're running. He's the guy that doesn't put the defense with all those young players on that side of the ball in bad situation after bad situation after bad situation. He gives you a chance to execute your game plan. He's 6-16 six and 16 as an NFL starter. He's completed 60% of his passes. I think he has you know 36 career touchdowns and 22 career interceptions. Again, not spectacular as a quarterback, but a guy who can help them get the job done. And then you lean on some other guys to make some plays. Maybe it, it means the passing game is effective enough that James Robinson can touch the ball 25 times. It's the little things with Glenn and not the big overarching things. And I just, at the end of this, right before John speaks, there is no doubt that the Jaguars will use their first pick on a quarterback next year. They have three guys and we're debating, right? If that's the case, you don't have your guy. You have to go get your guy. Now, that's obvious. Everybody who's watching this knows the Jaguars need to go get a young, dynamic quarterback. What we're talking about now is what do you do for the next six games? Remember, that's more than 33% of your season, more than a third of your season remains. And I really believe that if you're looking at this, if, if Minshew's thumb is an issue, and we'll find out later, and Luton looks lost, then maybe Glennon's the right guy because he helps your young players continue to improve and grow and not just plateau. You need these guys in December to be getting better, even if it's only slightly, incrementally better, so that when you get to the offseason, you've identified what they can do to help you. Yeah, John, it yeah, seems Shalane. like the at times is... Glennon just seems like the game manager. Yeah, and the reality is, there's too many cons and not enough pros in this whole graphic, or else they wouldn't be having the conversation. <laughs> and I'm not trying to knock these guys. You're right. But, you know, quarterback position on this team is a major issue. So that's our reality right now. Uh, a Glennon, just like Brian said, every team needs one Mike Glennon. You don't need a whole bunch of them because what it is is he's the guy who 
when things are really bad or the starters hurt or things are in disarray and you've got to have a guy to go in for a game or two to calm you down, that's what he is. So he's a valuable piece of the NFL equation. Uh, if, if he plays, you'll probably see unspectacular. You'll see solid. You won't see a whole lot of chance throws. You'll see smart decisions. But you just won't see a franchise guy because that's not what he is. So uh, in terms of pros, he's a veteran with experience who, as Brian said, he'll get guys in position and give them a fighting chance if everybody else elevates to have a chance to win. But he will not elevate you because right now the Jaguars don't have a quarterback who elevates. Do you remember 2010 and the Jaguars were having all kinds of quarterback issues? And they were pulling Todd Bauman off of his lawn tractor in Minnesota in the middle of the season to come join them in Kansas City to start a football game for them. You know, he's Todd Bauman. He's Luke McCown. He's that guy that you say, all right, look, we're not going into 2021 with you, but we need you to steady our ship this year and get us on to some mm -hmm. level ground at some point so we can operate. They've done this before. Um, if it's him, you know exactly why they're doing it. You know, they want a chance to be stable and solid. Not spectacular. Correct. Three options, and Doug Marone will make his decision most likely this morning at 9 o'clock in his press conference, moving forward on who will be the starting quarterback Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. When we come back on Jags Drive Time, Nathan Zugara, senior media broadcaster for the Cleveland Browns, joins us next on Jags Drive Time. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And at Deco, visit adecousa.com. With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts, both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com. Hey Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity nothing not even the Grinch can steal the holidays at Universal Orlando Resort it's festive fun and includes some of your favorite Universal characters it's happening now through January 3rd check it out 
Back on Jags Drive Time Wednesday morning looking at the Cleveland Browns now before head coach Doug Marone's press conference at 9 o'clock and we're joined now by senior media broadcaster Nathan Zagura. Nathan, thank you so much for waking up with us bright and early and I start this question by uh, the difference. The difference between the Cleveland Browns besides this coaching staff one year later after six wins last season, this team right now is 7-3 and three and contending. Yeah, they are. And it is great to be with you this morning. And yeah, you know, I would give the coaching staff a lot of credit, first of all, and just the organization in general. Kevin Stefanski coming in, general manager Andrew Barry. I say this all the time about them. They've got the three P's. They are prepared, they have a plan, and they have a process to implement the plan. And I think when Browns fans watch it, they know every week that their team is well prepared for the opponent, that they will manage the game well in game with those kind of situations and decisions. And that Kevin Stefanski is just a smooth operator. And so when you have a guy who comes in, dials up the right scheme, and the players know. I talk with Joe Thomas every week, the certain Hall of Famer for the Cleveland Browns left tackle. I talk with him every week, and he says when the players know that the coaches are putting them in the best position to succeed, number one, it gives them confidence. But number two, it also gives them ownership. And that if this doesn't work, it's my fault. And I have to make sure that it does work. And so I think we've seen that just very sound game planning. It's a team that has come through in the important moments time and time again. Uh, the scheme, as I said, fits very well for the talent. That's one of the things they really married that. And bringing in Bill Callahan as the offensive line coach, I think, has done wonders. But look, this is a team that knows how to run the football as well as anybody in the NFL. Nick Chubb leading the league at six yards per carry. In the fourth quarter, Nick Chubb's averaging over 13 yards per carry. They've got a formula. They get out to a lead. They wear you down with that ground game. And then they pound you into oblivion in the fourth quarter on the ground with the combination of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And they play solid defense, not great defense. And it's going to be tough this week. No Miles Garrett, no Denzel Ward, the Browns' two defensive players. But the last three weeks, we really kind of haven't gotten to see anything. I know you guys enjoy wonderful weather in Jacksonville. It's been insane in Cleveland the last three weeks. High winds. Nobody's been able to throw the ball. Crazy rain. So it, we don't. We aren't sure yet. There still are some questions about the defense. But I give a lot of credit to Coach Stefanski and the guys buying in. There's been a true culture shift in Cleveland. I have two quick questions. They only said I had one, but I got two. The second one you can answer easily. The first is... Is Baker Mayfield an elite quarterback? We haven't seen him yet. Uh, or is the jury still out? And the second is, Cleveland is a great football town. And it, it's been marred by the losing in recent years. But are Browns fans back? Are they enjoying this moment as much as they should be? I'll start with the second question first. Yes, Browns fans are back. They are absolutely enjoying this moment. The sad thing is we're in the midst of a global pandemic, so they can't, you know, get to the stadium in, you know, 65, 66,000, go to the Muni lot and tailgate and all that. The city is very much on fire, but as you guys know, it's a very strange world that we're living in. So it's kind of a bummer because if this were a normal year, it would be all anybody in Cleveland was talking about everywhere you go, you'd be seeing people in Browns gear. So you, you miss out on that, unfortunately. But yes, the fans are very willing to jump back in and it's safe. I think they know the style of football they're seeing. The people that are in charge, they know that this is the right direction for this organization. As for Baker Mayfield, 15 touchdowns on the year, seven interceptions. He's playing well within the system. I think that, you know, over the final six games, the Browns would like to find out if Baker Mayfield is elite. I don't know that he's ever recaptured the form you saw over that second half of his rookie season when 
The Browns were just so fun to watch, and he was slinging it all over the place. But Kevin Stefanski's offense is very good. It's that Shanahan-Kubiak, that wide zone scheme. And Baker has been incredibly effective in the boot action and on early first down, for example, last week on first down play action, four for four for 112 yards. So able to hit those chunk plays. There's really only been one game that the game was put squarely on his shoulders, and he responded. It was against the Cincinnati Bengals at one point, 21 straight completions in that game, threw for five touchdowns, ran the two-minute drill effectively, going 75 yards with over a minute left in the game without any timeout. So he's shown flashes of it. I think you want to see more consistency from him. And then really the next evolution is he's thriving, as I said, in that play-action boot game. Can he just drop back and throw the football? You know, in those third and long, obvious passing situations, can you throw the football when everybody knows you're going to? And I think that's really the next evolution for Baker to take that step from right now being a very effective system quarterback for the Cleveland Browns to becoming an elite quarterback. Hayden, what is this defense without Garrett and without uh, Denzel Ward? Or is that what we find out on Sunday? I think we will find that out. You know, uh, I was struck watching the Rams defense on Monday Night Football this week, taking on the Buccaneers. And you saw, well, there's Aaron Donald, the game wrecker up front. You got Jalen Ramsey. Well, what would that defense look out look like without those two guys? Uh, I don't know the answer to that either. For the Browns, the good news is up front, you've got some veterans. Last week with Miles Garrett out. Now, granted, it was against the Eagles who have given up the most sacks in the league. But Olivier Vernon, who has had a, a very strong career with Miami and the, and the Giants before joining the Browns. He came up with three sacks. Adrian Claiborne, a very solid veteran who once had nine sacks with the Falcons. He came up with a sack and a half and, and Vernon also had a safety. So your front is still pretty good. Vernon and Claiborne veterans on the outside. Uh, Sheldon Richardson, an excellent defensive tackle and Larry Ogunjobi next to him. So your, your front is still pretty good. The questions come now in the secondary for the Cleveland Browns. And I'll start at cornerback because Without Denzel, remember, Greedy Williams, last year's second-round pick, was supposed to be the other starting corner for the Browns. He's missed the entire season. The Browns have a great veteran in Terrence Money Mitchell. He will start at one quarterback. I would assume that Kevin Johnson, a former first-round pick of the Texans, who's come in and played very well for the Browns this year after a one-year stint with the Buffalo Bills on that playoff defense a year ago, will likely kick outside. What they do in the slot now, that I don't know. So that could be a matchup for Keelan Cole this week. Safety, I'll tell you what. Thank you, Jacksonville, for Ronnie Harrison. He has been an absolute stud for the Cleveland Browns. He's a little bit banged up. I know this one is circled for him. I know he wants to be out there. If he's out there, he's been a great playmaker for the Browns. Already has a pick six this year, gets his hands on the football, has been one of our top players. So this defense, it, you know, Joe Woods, what they've done very effectively this year is do some bend but not break. They do not give up big plays. They don't give up chunk plays at all. I think they've only given up two plays of more than 40 yards this year in the past. They don't give up the big runs either. So they make you kind of work your way down the field, and then they get turnovers. They generate turnovers, 17 turnovers for this Browns defense now that they have generated in 10 games. And that's really kind of been their formula for success. Now, as I said, we haven't seen that. We won't have Denzel. We won't have Miles. And Miles has been the best, I think, defensive player in the NFL this year. So it's going to be tougher. But this team has lost Nick Chubb for four games. It's lost Odell Beckham for four games. Wyatt Teller, the right guard, who is pro football focuses, highest graded offensive lineman for multiple games. Austin Hooper for multiple games. Miles now for multiple games. They've dealt with injuries and they've overcome, which goes back to the original point. Kevin Stefanski gets these guys ready to play. People step up and, and Joe Woods has really kind of tuned into the strengths of the guys on the field when they're on the field. 
We shall see what's in store. Jaguars versus Browns here on Sunday in Jacksonville. Nathan, thanks so much for the time. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving and a hopefully staying warm up there in Cleveland. Certainly not staying warm. You guys stay safe. Have a happy Thanksgiving as well. And I will say this, the Browns are cognizant. I don't know if you guys remember this. I do. 2014, the Browns go down to Jacksonville after whooping the Steelers at home. And that was a game, I believe it was Blake Bortles' quarterback and Shoelace Robinson was the running back, ran for 122 yards and the Browns lost in Jacksonville. And so they are still talking about that because that put a little bit of a dent on the last time the Browns were a competitive team, 2014. The Browns mm -hmm. need to know they need to go down there and take care of business against the Jets. Going to be an interesting matchup nonetheless. Nathan, thanks so much for the time and thanks so much for tuning in to Jaguars Drive Time. Stay tuned. Doug Marone Press Conference right here, 9 o'clock. We will see you Friday morning. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hey, Jax fans, we all know Duval is a big place, and you need to get a lot of mileage out of what you drive. That's why Duval Motor Company puts service first. They don't just sell great cars and trucks. Their service departments take care of your loved ones by providing maintenance and repair for every make and model, even the ones they don't sell. They've got all of Duval covered when it comes to your ride. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com. Why do you choose Farah and Farah? First, we have the financial resources to take on any insurance company. And our track record proves that we know how to win. Our attorneys and staff are a team, and we've worked together for decades. To us, our job is much more than just a paycheck. We love to help. And this is important. We never forget. It's not about us. It's all about you. Farah and Farah, Jacksonville. Everyone's so busy keeping up. Forget about the Joneses. We all on our telephones with the texts and the tweets and the beats. What he said, she said, can't even follow the thread. Down the hole, we all go. Me, I like keeping up too with my corona and my attitude. That's La Vida Masfina. Relax responsibly. Corona Extra Beer. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Jack's Drive Time is presented in part by TIAA Bank, created to serve, built to perform. By Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good.